Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Adventures in Artslandia. I'm Susanna Mars, and today I am so delighted to be talking to Meredith K. Clark and Catherine Lewis, both of whom are working actors, artists here in Portland, and they're working on a new project together called Tonight Nothing, which I had the great pleasure of seeing a reading of the other evening, and it's just such a wonderful piece. How long have you guys been working on this? Uh, a little over a year and a half now, mm-hmm. since, since like the very early beginnings to now. I got so excited about asking you, I forgot to thank you for coming. Thanks for having us. <laughs> yes, thank you. So talk a little bit about the piece and how you started to want to invent it. Sure. We, we had the idea to do a devised piece based, uh, an autobiographical piece and, um, and Catherine's company, um, From the Ground Up, that's the specialty, is taking taking your stories and turning them into theater. Interrupt me, Catherine, yeah. if, I'm not, if I'm, I'm not doing a good job of explaining. And so Catherine approached me and she said, what do you think about doing a professional work based on the work that I've already been doing? And so we sat down in a room and how we started was we each came up with three beginnings to a play. And that was the writing prompt. Just any anything you want to tell, three beginnings. That's a and fun then, way to start. So we had six different plays started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we started writing on top of that. And then slowly and slowly, our stories just came together into one story. Mm. And um, and then that once we had decided that, um, we... We wrote that play, which we read last summer mm-hmm. in, a, uh, in a presentation, and then we stepped away from it for a little while, and we came back to it uh, at, at the new year, and Tonight Nothing is now um, that play kind of blown up, and then we've written more, and um, yeah, so that was the, the kind of the beginnings of the, the seed of an idea of how do you take uh, your stories and put it, put it on stage. And I wanted to also mention for people who are listening who are interested in making art is that you also applied and earned a Regional Arts and Culture Council grant. And we just have a new head of the RAC, um, Madison Cario. And there's so many exciting things happening at RAC. And if you are interested in making work, it's a great place to look for opportunity at RAC.org. Yeah, absolutely. They have... Um a lot of our pilots and new programming over the years that From the Ground Up has existed has been supported by RAC grants. Mm-hmm. And they just added a new $3,000 grant, I believe, for um, uh, folks who haven't received any grant funding before. Mm-hmm. So it's a really great opportunity for um, up, up, like young artists or up-and-coming artists to get funding. And so. one of the things that really intrigued me, besides both of caring for you both as artists individually is the idea that part of your project is traveling with it and sharing your artistic process and showing other people who might want to tell their stories that this is a possibility. Exactly. The the end goal of Tonight Nothing, besides the presentation that's coming up at Coho, mm-hmm. is to take our show as a workshop in performance to universities to um, populations that that um, are interested in creating their own stories and putting them on stage, using this as an, ex- of an example of how we went through the process mm-hmm. of put it, making our material and then 
turning it into a theatrical piece, mm -hmm. then teaching a workshop alongside of it to guide others through the process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you share a little bit about the premise of Tonight Nothing? Sure. It's, um, it follows a long, long-term female friendship mm -hmm. um, where throughout the, the journey of this friendship, both the women have to address the things literally in their life um, or the lack of things, goods. the actual material things in their life that they carry mm -hmm. um, and, and, and learn how to let go or how to gather. Mm -hmm. depending on what, the, what their struggles are. I enjoyed that at the reading, that I was surprised when there was that kind of shift between when you need to call and when you actually do need to, to gather. I yeah. like that. There's a lot of emphasis right now in our culture on getting rid of things. Mm -hmm. and, um, and the point of our play isn't to, you know, to, and to get down to nothing or to, it's just to be, to be conscious of how things exist in your world, depending on what your needs are, mm -hmm. and um, you know, my character talks about um, about having a baby, mm -hmm. and that even though she's worked so hard to pare down her life, the that time, that nesting phase, is such a time of an influx of material things in order to support this new life. Mm -hmm. um, and we talk about relationships, divorce, um, moving across the country, and and. And it's through the the lens of this long term friendship and all these life life things that happen that we um, that we discover when things come and go. And that female uh, perspective, with uh, career coupled mm -hmm. with family, coupled mm -hmm. with female friendship, how we support each other, families we make, families that happen, uh -huh. all sorts of interesting ways. Yes. Yeah, and I think it was interesting when I went to go do some research on for the show. Mm -hmm. I like look. I was like, well, okay, I want to go look at other stories, other plays or films about long-term female friendship. Mm -hmm. And all that popped up was like Beaches and mm -hmm. Steel Magnolias. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, it's such a rich, like if you really speak with any woman, the really rich relationships in their lives mm -hmm. – Outside of their romantic partnerships are really their female friendships mm -hmm. that, have that have spanned their lives. Yes. Or a handful of female friends that have met them at different points. And it's so not found in our lexicon of stories, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah. And so that, that part's really exciting to me to talk about on stage and to explore. So as you said, you had a reading recently. Mm -hmm. Then you have a little hiatus. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to start putting this on its feet because it's going to be at Coho Productions on July 26th and 27th at 7.30 and July 28th at 2 p.m. And there are tickets available at www.cohoproductions.org. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So yeah. where are you now in your process? We just wrapped sort of like the final phase of edits for this staging-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's always in process, right? But but we've agreed that really this is the script we're going to memorize that we walked away from last night. Oh, in that's, a, that's interesting. That's probably a kind of a ah, bittersweet moment. Yes. It is. It's like some safety <laughs> sitting behind a computer screen. And then we're going to put, put our computers away and stand on our feet and say these words that mm -hmm. we've... Um, we've imagined in our heads and, um, yeah, so that it's definitely a leap in the next, we'll take a week off and then we start, start, um, staging with Courtney Freed as mm -hmm. our director mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, and we'll, we'll take the words off the page and, and say them, say them to each other well, there's <laughs> without reading them. <laughs> yeah. we've, we've talked a lot about the process of 
writing a play, but what I've missed so far is the fact that it's a play with music, Mm -hmm. and Meredith K. Clark's an incredible musician, singer, you know, (laughs) just crazy about her, and uh, (laughs) she's said she'll share a song that she wrote for the piece. Sure. Um, And talk about a little bit about why you're playing the dulcimer. I think that's really interesting. Sure. Um, One of the characters that um, is introduced in our play is an ancestor Mm -hmm. of one of the women, and um, she's from... um, the 1930s Dust Bowl. And so I was, uh, I've been really interested interested in the dulcimer for the past few years based on my um, work with Joni Mitchell's music. Um, but I have been playing it uh, in more of a folk style recently as I've been playing around. And I was thinking that this folk instrument um, that uh, existed during that time in, in America mm-hmm. um would be a really interesting score for our show. Mm-hmm. So there are actually two instruments right now that I'm that I'm composing on to score the show, and then I've written a couple songs that will appear in in the play. Um, and the dulcimer is the, the is doing a lot of the underscoring, but then I'll also be playing some guitar on stage. Um, and so this song that I'm going to sing is being sung by an an, an ancestor who's living in the 1930s um, in rural Missouri. So um, this song is called Tonight Nothing. Also, because the first time I heard it, when I went to the reading, tonight nothing, you think you know what it's talking about, but it says tonight nothing but you and me is just, it's <laughs> lovely to be surprised, you know, by the lyrics like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I, I always like that when I when I have a conception about something, how something is going to um, resonate with me, and then it, there's a little bit of a twist. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we said before that our, our play 
talks about having things or not having things or having nothing. And we talk about sand a lot in the, mm-hmm. in the play and how, how you impermanence and how you think you have a grasp on something and then it goes away. Um, and uh, so we not only talk about, about um, things in that respect, mm-hmm. but, um, but you're right that the nothing, there's nothing but us, like what really matters is the bond between people and the things come and go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm assuming now you are new friends mm-hmm. in the last couple years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so both of you, I know Meredith, because I know you very well, but you both have friendships to draw upon. Uh-huh. What are your rocks? I think all of our relationships in the play are um, combinations of all of our relationships. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. There's no one person necessarily for like who who Meredith plays mm-hmm. opposite, you know, that I've but there's like yeah, she's a combination of a lot of different women, mm-hmm. important women in my life. Um and then yeah, all the other relationships that they're kind they they're cuz it feels I think it can feel autobiographical work depending on how you want to use it. Mm-hmm. Um it feels I can you can I think have there's more fodder when you take it just even one step back from from the literal reality of your life mm-hmm. and let it kind of bleed because those are um, I think how memory and story work is that combination of the what makes up a person mm-hmm. isn't just one relationship or one thing. How how would you compare a masculine approach to a play or storytelling and a feminine approach? Do you think there are marked differences in the two approaches? Dare I say yes? I think uh, you can. I think you can say it. Yeah. I, I mean, what do you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because we talked when I was at the reading, just thinking about structure in general, mm-hmm. and thinking about how. I guess it's really more of a human way to look at how people step up to the plate to write. Yeah, you brought up, I think, a really interesting point at the reading about a protagonist and a linear story, mm-hmm. which is what we're really um, attuned to mm-hmm. in our culture is to look for the protagonist and have this very linear story that 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 um, that arrives at some kind of like victory or conclusion or success. Mm-hmm. Classically, that's been what it is. And I think for me, a more feminine or whatever you want to align to it, a different way of looking at it is a circular story or rather a spiral. Mm-hmm. And, um, and how things don't really resolve but sort of move progressively in a direction. Yeah, it's interesting because I think having a protagonist and having that kind of focal point for storytelling, in a way it, it's dumbing down your audience or not appreciating the idea that people can actually perceive much more then maybe we give them credit for it. Exactly. I think that the as an audience member, we find a lot of comfort and safety into knowing, okay, this is the star of the show, this is the conflict, and this is how it's going to resolve. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. And that's not how life works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we it, it's much it's much um, more gray than that. And that I think that's um, how our play is written. Um, is is the the storytelling is is clear but it's within a completely different structure mm-hmm. of of moments and it's non-linear time um, travel time yeah exactly not, yeah not time travel but yeah 
fluidity. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Um, it doesn't happen sequentially. Yeah. The story does not happen sequentially. It happens in moments, and there is a little bit of time travel, I guess, mm-hmm. mysticism, right? <laughs> Mystical realism in our show. Yeah. yeah. So I would encourage everybody who is able to check out the piece at cohoproductions.org. Get some tickets, July 26th and 27th at 7.30 and July 28th at 2 p.m. And this is produced by From the Ground Up. And I would also suggest taking a look at the From the Grounds Up website. Can you be so kind to refresh my memory as to how they locate it? Yeah, it's fromthegrounduppdx.net.org or com. You can go to any of the three. And then it'll get... (laughs) And it'll route you to the same place. Because you can support the kind of work that Catherine's doing with young women. And actually now you're really spanning a larger age range. Yeah, our goal is really to have a multi-generational female company that's Mm -hmm. telling stories from across generations. Mm. And really trying to tackle the the richness and the fullness of of the female experience. So if that's Um, something you're into check out the website and make a donation or you can volunteer or be a part or if you know a young person or actually any age person who wants to tell stories it's a great place to start this production is in partnership with coho productions and i also wanted to give one more shout out to the regional arts and culture council hallelujah who's supporting this kind of work (laughs) which is amazing and thanks you guys for coming it's just a pleasure to hear about this and go bye courtney freed I want to reach 50% more listeners in the next three months, and I need your help. Will you share and subscribe? If I reach my goal, let's invent a cocktail to celebrate. How about an adventure Rita in Artslandia? Or do you have a better idea? 